Time has come, my friends. Hello there, DYM Nation. This is one of your hosts of your favorite podcast, the DYM Podcast. This is Sean Donnelly. This is the Dutch. You know me. I am joined here by my pal. We've I've known this guy for a while. You know he is. He's the cool breeze. Uh, <laughs> hey. and, and he has a weird fucking name this week on his stream yard name. It says <laughs> Dutch has a long mustache. I don't even know Do why. Do you know the true? reference? Do you know the reference? No, what's that from? I switched it up a little bit. Well, first off, you- you're you're Andrew Fury. I'm gonna say That's that. That's my really name, quickly. baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh something I was watching a little before. I'll give you a lead in. How about this? See if you can guess this. Mush or Shawnee? This is a little movie trivia. The reference um, is something has a long mustache. Okay. No, so I'll, I'll I'll go. The here's a hint before he goes. The chair is against the wall. Dutch has a long mustache. The chair is against the wall. I'll give you actual oh, rhythm. Is it? John has a long mustache. John. If I say any more, it'll give it away. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it not Marathon Man? What is it? No, it's, it's the, those are the code words and uh, the code messages in Red Dawn. Oh my God! I don't, <laughs> dude. I don't know that movie. Wow, talk about a deep cut. Jesus Christ! You might as well have been like, really? Hey, thought, you, you might as well have been like Red Dawn guy. It's the opening line of Birth of a Nation. Like you could have, you could have been like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know Red Dawn enough for uh, oh, that to be the it's case. A classic, dude. baby! What a cast! Um, what a story! Colorado gets invaded by the Mexican and Russians. It's totally plausible. It's yeah. It's it's what's going to happen. Uh, I think in a couple of weeks. I think, <laughs> I think we're at that point with the world in twenty twenty three. Um, no, I saw it when I was a kid, and I never I never went back. I should rewatch. You never it. went I back. Should, Maybe when I was a teenager, but not in like 20 years at least. Oh, buddy, give it a watch. It is a fun trip down nostalgia lane. I'll it's check it out. The young Swayze, young Charlie Sheen, uh, young C. Thomas Howell, Jennifer Gray. Um, what's young her name? C. Thomas Howell um, of, of soul and fame. Maybe the most racist yeah. movie in history. We talked about Birds of a Nation that literally had the Ku Klux Klan in it. And Soul Man might be a more racist movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The guy is that Ray Don Chong in that too? Ray Don Chong, Chong. what a huge crush on when when I was younger because she was in a bunch of stuff and uh, but in that movie, oh, I'm in love with her in that movie. She's so Uh cute. Um, but uh, and what's his name? Uh, C. Thomas Owl wants to get into college, so he takes his friend comes up with these super strong tanning pills that he takes, (laughs) and that just makes him. Black, like people don't even know right. it's him. They're just like he's black now. It's not soul man. Then, he's got soul now. He's not. He's not a white one of these white boys with no soul, no no mojo. Yeah, he's a black he, dude with soul at, now. The way they signify he has soul is sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even the he's title black. alone, it's like yeah, this guy becomes a black guy, and so they go, well, what do you, what do we call it? Like maybe uh, you know the. the, the what was it black black like me was the other one where that guy did it he goes no nah, let's jazz it up a little bit soul man 
He's not some straight cracker. He's a fucking brother now. He's got soul. There's no double entendre where it's like maybe None. he's trying to win win back his soul during the movie or something no. like from the devil. No, it's just straight up like we want him to be black. And what do black guys have? They got soul. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Julia trying to picture. Look at Julia oh, that's right. She's in it. She's in it. I forgot she's in it. Um it's it's Is that him. Judge Reinhold? Or no, He's, no, no. I don't know who that guy is. I, he probably in a couple other things in the eighties. He yeah, just looks like the, a really the, tan blind guy. That's exactly well. That's all it is. He's <laughs> maybe he could maybe he could be an Indian dude. Maybe. But it's like think, also. Yeah. Like he's he still wears like he has like dresses like from LL Bean. It's just like he's still we got it's still like this buttoned this. up like quote unquote white dude, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's Our so funny. Carlos me. has a show. It's like uh, it has like a podcast about um m- you know movies that for whatever reason yeah you, you obviously can't make today. And this should be at the top of the list. I'm I mean, sure he did an episode about it. He <laughs> must have. He must have done a soul man. Yeah. That should be that. Sh- you're right. That should be the number one. That should end. That should break the podcast. Like yeah. that should just like it's so funny that you the, whoever wrote and like think about it, man. Think about how many people go into making a movie and nobody along the lines, even in the 80s, was like it's kind of fucked up, right? Like nobody was nobody was like it's kind of messed up. I was up. a little kid. I didn't blink an eye. Yeah, but we were like eight years old. Like we like not not that I'm saying. Like you were just told, hey, this is a movie. I wasn't going right. questioning the filmmakers. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like not when I'm a kid. I don't blame little kids for being like, yeah, this is cool. I just, I, especially white kids from the suburbs who have no, no, don't know any better. You know whatever it is. You know. Yeah. But goddamn, if you're like the producers and the whoever wrote this was just like everybody's racist uncle it was like, well, yeah, I know how you're black. You just get some tanning pills. You're black. That's all it is. Uh, this makes me feel a little better. It was uh, written by a white woman, Carol Black, which uh, hilarious, which is ironic. Name. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, she oh, wow. did not have a long career in Hollywood. After <laughs> you're kidding that. me, Andy. How is that not even? How did that happen? How was how was she not nominated for an Oscar a I year later? Actually, she she uh, she won an Emmy for writing on the Wonder Years. So maybe she oh, went over to TV. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of people do. Um, but, I think uh, I, I remember her name being on the Wonder Years. I think I, I remember like, Carol funny. Black in the credits. She was like, hey, I, I can't even write in this generation. I have to go back to the 60s and write on something <laughs> that I, I'm more comfortable with. You know what? You're kidding. But let's be honest. That's probably the case. That's probably. <laughs> she was like, I just can't get all these newfangled 80s uh, PC culture. <laughs> like she thought she was getting thought she, she got canceled in the 80s. That's how bad she was. <laughs> I got to go back to like right around when civil rights was. new. <laughs> yeah. She's like when everybody was cool. With me still, just- when he can still get away with things. <laughs> You know, she she called them the good old days, Andy. Yeah, That's yeah, what, yeah. There's no way she was like, let's go back to the 60s, the good old days. <laughs> she hands in her script for uh, Soul Man, and the studio comes back. She's like, oh, wait, you have notes now on Soul Man? Trust it's me. It's a perfect script. Trust me. Black people will love it, okay? <laughs> Trust me. You'll get the urban markets, okay? Trust me. I'm I know. Ca- My name is Carol uh, Black. Black? Thank you. Yeah. You don't think I've had some some <laughs> tribulations during my life? I'm Carol Black. <laughs> oh, my God. Carol, middle name, does not know how to write. Black. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so C. Thomas Howell is in Red Dawn. That's where the, how this all started. Yeah, yeah. That was like, that's, that was well, like, no, that's how the whole, that's my Dutch has a long mustache. That was, that was, yes, that that's how that all started. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, uh, those guys kind of had, there was, it's so funny. You had in the 80s, you had the Brad Pack, mm-hmm. and they were, that was a, that was a, um, uh, what you call it? That was a, uh, the core group of actors, right? Whatever sure. you want to call it. But the then you had St. Elmo's Fire Crowd. That was like a, a St. Elmo's Fire Crowd, exactly. But you yeah. did have Brat Pack adjacent people. You had that as oh, well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and just as a little side note here, uh, as we look at Julia Louis Dreyfus in Soul Man, a very happy birthday to a man we love, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Happy birthday, Jerry. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, <laughs> Happy birthday, Jagdish. No, she was good night, Jagdish. Good night. I know, I know but I'm oh, saying yeah. happy birthday, Jagdish. That's He's one of Jagdish. my favorite Elaine moments. Good night, it's... Jagdish. <laughs> Anybody, if I'm like texting late with somebody and we're like, all right, man, I got to hit the sheets. And if they're in the Seinfeld, I'll always give them a good night, Jagdish. do do you think she must have improvised that right because i'll tell you i read the reason i think why is because she is good she uses the door for the improv like she she opens the slots in the door and goes good night you know jerry is an indian it's jagdish and then she goes good night jagdish (laughs) she goes i'll put in the vaults like too many people know the combination yeah The backwards episode, so how, which was just how old is Seinfeld? Do you have it there? I think probably 78 something. I don't know. No, I only I, don't. I think he's only he's, he's probably be like 62, 62 or something. Jerry Seinfeld. Are you typing it in? He is 67. He's 67. Yeah. Wow. Is that surprising to you? Or I guess it's not. I don't you know what it is? Like maybe it's, it's close to 70, which 70 and above is old to me. 60s, yeah. you're still like, oh, he's a young guy. But once you get 70, you're like, 70? Yikes. 70 super old, but 60, 60's not super old, obviously, but but for him, maybe because even though I know what he looks like as an older man, yeah, I think of him as a younger man all the time because I watch so much Seinfeld. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably what it is. You know? So I think I have in my head like, wow, that guy's 67. But it totally makes sense. Because even in Seinfeld years, mm-hmm. he it went from his 30s to his 40s, I think, right? Like he, it ended. He was in his 40s in that yeah, show. Yeah, late 30s, it? definitely. You know, late you're, 30s. you're late 30s. Yeah. You're single and you're neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he blows Kramer's minds. He goes, well, so are you. And Kramer goes, <laughs> he does like a hand. He does like a head, a head thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Andrew, how, how have you been, my friend? How's everything Very going? Good. Things are going great. I had a fun weekend with my friend and of Seinfeld aficionado, Joe List in Omaha Funny Bone. And buddy, I got to tell you, just so great to be out in uh, in a place where they don't give a shit. <laughs> I say that in the best endearing way possible. It's that, you know, people are just getting vaccinated and people are out and the the population, the laws are a little more looser. And thank God. It's starting to happen in New York City today because we just got word we are fully reopening Jan- uh, July 1st, de Blasio said. Wait, so, what? Bo, you haven't turned on the news today, pal? No. We're, New York City's back. July 1st, everything is opening again. The curfew is being lifted uh, May in 31st June. for everything. Yeah, so June 1st, we're going to be back to 4 a.m. We're going to be back to nightlife in New York City again. Whoa. And then everything <laughs> is coming back July 1st. 
like uh, stadiums, blah, blah, blah. I think maybe not at full capacity, but I think uh, for the most part, we're going to get to some sort of normalcy. 7-1. Wow. I didn't know that so was going to be exciting so fast. Time. That yeah. is, and but a but lot yeah, of people still said July. It's still 60 more days. You know, it's still. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. For, but for I think be, but if you announce that, don't you think people will just get way more comfortable and come out for stuff, even though it's restricted right now? Well, I mean, New York's been doing where at 50 percent of the New York population is uh, in New York City is vaccinated, which is. Yeah, so by that point, you would guess 75 so percent. Two more months, you know, at. X amount of people per day, that's going to yeah. put it up to pretty good numbers. You know, I was, you know, I think you're just going to have what you have to realize. You're going to have all your different types of people with this thing. So even when, sure. even when they're telling you like, Hey, a large portion of this population and these vaccinations have been working and they're vaccinated, you're still going to have people like, yeah, but what about the variants? What about the variants? And right. they're like, well, the variants well, are out there vaccinated. and the vaccinations are working. And it's like, yeah, but nah, nah, sorry. Yeah. It's like, you're still going to have, blowback yeah, but, but, but right. this was done this is a year and change in the making a year and six months mm -hmm. at this point right mm -hmm. so it's like you have to trust the process a little bit now, i'm not saying go yeah. blindly go hey this is going to work 100 percent, but you have to at least go hey man uh, seven million uh five million people in the city are already vaccinated that then and that's let's say active people in the city are probably about at that amount anyway so like i'd say mm -hmm. most of the people are vaccinated you know what i'm saying like you have to use the the like you know majority rules kind of thing a little sure. bit. like that's and, that's why it was such a bad political argument because both sides were right a little bit like it was right. that kind of thing you know yeah and listen if you still feel that way then stay home you can stay home you know what i mean yeah it's like you don't have to always rain on everybody else's parade you can voice your opinion of course it's what makes this country great but yes. uh you know don't come out and don't do things we don't we won't miss you i respect your opinion but i <laughs> i, I like a, never mind what were you gonna say? I was gonna make a very maybe a racist analogy. Right <laughs> I better of it. Maybe you wrote Soul Man. <laughs> Carol you, Black is my what wife. Are you, what are you doing? How do you know with Carol Black? Great idea for a new script. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. I'd like to. Speaking of things being reopened, Andy, can you tell the people what are we doing Saturday, a day oh, after I'm this podcast comes out? Yeah, I mean, let's get to the plugs right now while we got yeah, we might as well. for the first 15 minutes of the show. We're going to be in Oxford, Pennsylvania at a place called Octoreros, which I'm very excited to talk to somebody there. Is that just a last name or is there some sort of Italian like octopus it. or whatever? Yeah. But some, uh, some kind are we doing two shows or is this just one? Because I looked and I only saw one on the website. But I think uh, it's one, but I forget. Uh, I had two in my head and one sounds like a dream because... Uh, couple hours away from us yeah it's a hefty ride i realized i didn't so, realize uh, that second late show would be a late night for the for dutch and cool breeze here but... <laughs> yeah it totally was especially since we're we're, we're go, you know it's great to be back out and doing things again and i'm going ah, i gotta do two shows on the road that's how lazy comics are <laughs> we're like yeah i want to i want to have the option to be out till four but i don't want to be out till four <laughs> totally exactly what uh yes octaries go to uh souljoles.com uh, for tickets, it's through it's a, the Soul Joel production. He's been so good to us, especially 
practice last year in the pandemic. So this is a Soljol satellite show in Oxford, Pennsylvania. He's got that Pennsylvania area on lockdown. Joel does. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so come check it out. I wanted to plug that early just in case you guys yeah. are listening and you shut us off by the end. But if you haven't heard that, we're going to be out there. So if you like the podcast, come say hello. Say say, say you're absolutely. part of DYM Nation. Say you're a citizen of DYM Nation. Go, hey, we're, we're, DMY we're taking, in the audience. We're going to do shock chat. We're taking the census of DYM Nation. <laughs> Bring your census card to the show at Octon Genera, yeah. whatever the frick it's called. Oxford, PA. Uh, yeah, Oxford, is PA. the place, and Oxford, Pennsylvania is the town. But uh, speaking of another town, that uh, yeah, so Omaha. So uh, me and Joe had a great time. We just had four shows, two Friday, two Saturday, in and out, which is really a lovely schedule. And Joe is just so funny. He's our buddy. He's, uh, you know, big Seinfeld guy like us. And, you know, Saturday, we're just going to breakfast. I tell you, these story Tuesdays with Stories guys got a genius racket going on with their with their gift cards. I mean, whichever one of them thought of to make it a thing like, yeah, send us a gift card. And, you know, now they got people at their live shows just going, hey, here's a gift card for Chipotle, for IHOP, you know, they, and they, they just get meals that way on their podcast. And it's genius because Joe's got a fucking stack of gift cards like he's collecting 1986 uh, tops baseball cards. You and, mean we're uh, telling people to bring us potatoes and they're telling people to yeah, bring us they're telling- <laughs> what a couple don't, of morons. Seriously, it's a genius thing. They started on their pod. Joe's telling me the whole thing. He goes, yeah, one day we just mentioned how we always go to Chipotle after we record the pod. And so I guess Norman or Joe just said, yeah, so if you want to come and see a live show, bring us a gift card or whatever. It'd be steamrolled into this whole thing. Now they got Chipotle and Uber and IHOP. So me and Joe, he goes, hey, man, he. He shuffles the deck. He goes, which, which restaurant do you want to go to? I got an IHOP. I got a Chipotle. I got an Applebee's. <laughs> Where'd you guys go? You have to tell so me. We went to pancakes. IHOP. He had uh, some waffles. I had some pancakes. They make a nice meal there. It's and, a really uh, smart idea for a traveling comic. to be like genius. Yeah. You should have yeah. seen the stack he had. Well, considering that we stole the potato idea from Greg Stone and those guys, the Red Dupont, whatever that was. What was what the, what we they, stole it? Didn't they have bring people bring them potatoes or something or like tomatoes? I no idea. I think we stole that idea. Now we'd like oh, to steal we, the. I don't the, think the, it was on purpose. I think we, we no. I think we did it as a joke. Like bring we just us. Started a, saying the meats and potatoes of the podcast. We'll get to yes. the meat and potatoes of the show, <laughs> and then it's you can't really bring meat. So bring us gift cards, but for meat and <laughs> potatoes types is a lot better. Gift cards to steakhouses, meat and potatoes. Yeah. Now, that's what that's what we wanted. There our you podcast. go. Yeah, a lot of starch <laughs> and meat, red meat. So the shows, so you felt like, did they have plastic dividers at the shows or anything? Or what was no, it like? No, no. Wide open. Uh, everybody's, I mean, they're at capacity. They're pretty much, you know, just things are regular there and they're very nice. And uh, just uh, shout out to Colleen Quinn and the Omaha Funny Bone staff and Daisy, the manager. Such a special place and really great people. They do it right. They take care of their comics and they really make comedy first, which sometimes with these businesses, you know, they just are out for the dollar. So they'll bring in these uh, internet stars or YouTubers. This place is, uh, is Comics 101, and I love him for that. So we're getting IHOP, and, you know, you got that Saturday afternoon downtime. So just go, what do we want to do? We got to kill some time. So listen, Shawnee, nothing against Nebraska, but there's not a lot to do for a couple yeah. of road comics during the day. I think, so- I think the mayor of... Um- <laughs> the mayor of the town would tell you guys of Omaha would tell you guys, yeah, there's nothing to do here. Like they, yeah. Even the, they, yeah. So the funny thing is, so like we, you know, we're getting Ubers cause uh, we, we found the closest IHOP. It was like, I don't know, a 10 minute drive away. 
but the Uber, it's not New York City Ubers. You know, it's like your car will be here in 17 minutes. Right. It's yeah. only, and there's three Ubers. Yeah. And the names of the Uber drivers are very different from New York City. It's of going, course they are. Steven is on his way in a Toyota <laughs> camera. And you go, Jonathan is here. You go, I, I haven't seen a word with a vowel in it uh, for an Uber driver in 10 years. Sure, but I'll tell you right now. But you can guarantee you that Steven will talk your ear off the entire oh. way to the IHOP. Oh. So the funny thing, too, is we sit down. We basically go, well, we should call an Uber right now. So by the time our meal comes, by the time we get out of here, he's here. And we have to wait around. But so while we were waiting for our Uber, we found uh, this place next to the IHOP. It's called Krypton Comics. And uh, it's a big kind of warehousey kind of comic store. It's like comic book nerds. This is heaven. And we're walking around. It's got all these old school toys. It's got Star Wars. It's got G.I. Joe's, all these He-Man. It really took me back. Oh, that's awesome. Really just a f- and they've got all this movie paraphernalia. They had like an original uh, Pulp Fiction. Po- movie poster um, for the original release was like 300 bucks or I was like if it was a little cheaper it might have come home with me but um, how much was it 300 yeah it was like the guy was like that's the 1994 original run the first pressing I was like ah, I don't know about that but um, I did yeah, bring and also home. you would have had to roll it up to get it back and that would have yeah, been like was, you would have completely fucked it up it was, totally. the, the plane ride would have you know so what I did come home with just because uh it's hard to not to buy anything when you're in those kind of places and you see something you like. Yeah. So I found the little Funko Pop dolls. You know those little ones? Of course. They're yeah. Kind of bobblehead looking, but they're People not. People go nuts with them. They collect all of them. Uh, we were about to leave, and I was just taking a walk down the aisle. Joe bought like a Marty McFly thing from Back to the Future. Really cool. You could change oh. his outfits and his skateboard. He's got the guitar. Oh, that's it was awesome! Fantastic. So I found. The trio, I found the pump, the Funko Pop uh, of Quint, Cooper, and Brody all just kind of sitting there on the shelf. I go, oh, the boys are coming home with me. <laughs> so I've got so my little got trio out in the air. They're in my bookshelf right now. It looks oh. great. They look so cool and fun, and I'm so glad I bought them. I spent about 75 bucks on them, but who cares? You know? Oh, dude, take a photo. We'll share it on the DYM yeah, uh, social will, media. For sure. for oh, sure. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that that fits right in your in your apartment, like next to the oh, posters and all that. I got and, him, just... and I have a Jerry Garcia one right next to them. Oh, perfect! He's, oh, yeah, he's just on his own. <laughs> and he just becomes a psychotic Funko Pop, pop <laughs> yeah, yeah. collector. But it's fun, then. They they uh, I got the sirens going by me right now. They're finally coming yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> they want their Funko Pops back. I I could see that because I like they go in order. They're all you know numbered. They're limited edition. It it plays right into my kind of personality. Yeah. Oh, so maybe you will start collecting them, but for things that you like. I don't know because they do take up a lot of. They don't take up a lot of room, but I'm starting to look around my apartment and going, if I ever leave this place, it's going to be a pain in the ass to move. Just (laughs) because of those little things, you know. You're like, yeah, those little things that you care about that you don't want to get damaged in a move. You're like, this will take hours to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you've been in, I've been in one place for so long, you just start accumulating stuff over the years, and it builds up. I got fucking. I counted the other day. I have 25 framed pieces of things throughout my apartment on the walls. Oh, wow. Like, that's going to take a shitload of time to move, you know? Well, I, this is, I don't know if this will excite All you movies or not. And music, by the way. Nothing of a, nothing for adults. No. No, not no art no. whatsoever. Yeah, you didn't have to say that. I, I, I knew, the, <laughs> I knew there, wasn't, there wasn't a Gauguin on your wall. <laughs> like, and and he's like, oh, my God. When, when I get out of here, all, the, all these Matisse are going to have to go somewhere. 
We got to make that a sound clip. Shawnee's fucking <laughs> bastard Long Island accent saying Gauguin. Yeah, I didn't think it was a Gauguin on your wall. <laughs> yeah, because there's not one on my wall either. How about that? I'm, I'm not, there's no ivory tower here. Where do you find... <laughs> I'm not walking around with my Picassos, you know? Your Picasso. <laughs> yeah, when nobody's like, hey, is your Jaws poster next to your Viola? That's not, that's not, a, it's not happening. Hey, Van Gogh over there. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have any like prints. You know, sometimes people have prints. No, it's just they're I, cool, but they look cool. You know. Um. Yeah. They. 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 Actually, also, yeah. Lied. But that also fits your. Per- it's what you consider art. It's your. It's I have your... one little art thing. I lied. It's also a thing. Like, <clears throat> that ship passing in the night. It's just like a solo ship. That I but it's the ship from Jaws. <laughs> Not the Orca. It is not the Orca. It's just, I don't even know what it is. I just saw it one night, and uh, I I went home. I, it was kind of a drunk purchase, but it really does fit in my bedroom nicely. I have one artist. Really ties the room together, doesn't it? Really ties the room together. Yeah. Um, you know, what I wanted to tell you about the Funko Pop is that I. it's funny you mentioned him because I just saw online that uh, um, there's Seinfeld Funko Pops. that they. I don't know if it just came Come out on. or not. Well, they have them. Yep. Let's go to the videotape here. and That's purchase number two for Seinfeld. Funko Pop Land. Funko. Man, because that's another four right there, probably, right? Yep. And that's the thing, and, too, is they're not that expensive. So you just go, yeah, 20 bucks for this. You're gonna Jerry's enter... doesn't really look like Jerry. Sometimes they don't look like the things they are. Like it's, it's, it's like takes you out of it. I'll tell you what I really want. And we, we might have talked about this before when we were talking about Seinfeld. Nope. They have yeah. the Seinfeld replica apartment, which they keep slashing in price. I think nobody's buying it. <laughs> and it's even too expensive yes. for me, who's a diehard fan. So I think even now it's still like four or five hundred dollars. And I'm like, I'm not spending that on it at all. But it's cool looking. It's like down. It's pretty much down to the detail. I don't think they have stuff on their fridge. They don't have the the LGA thing on the front. No, no, I'm sorry. The the Newark um, airport thing on the fridge, the um, reminder for a flight or something on the fridge. Uh, which it was in most of the series, right? Right. Um, right. But I would, I if it was like a hundred bucks, I would already have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking. There's a bunch of different Funko ones. Yeah, Jerry's kind of nondescript. It doesn't really like Jerry. George and Elaine and Kramer are fun ones. Um, if you could pull them up, Mike, I can't figure out how to share. Now but do you now are you I might have to buy them. You would I don't have, have any Seinfeld stuff. That's the one thing I don't have. I don't have any like Seinfeld collectibles. Or uh, posters or dolls or anything like that. So I kind of need some Seinfeld stuff. Would you have to? Are you like collector that way where you'd have to get all of them? I think I'd have to. I'm not even like that obsessive. But with that, I'd be like, even if I don't like the Jerry one, I'd have to buy all four. Yeah, Jerry, you can kind of stand alone. Like, I don't need, you know, a, a Bill Kreutzmann. From the, I don't need the drummer from the Grateful Dead. Like, I don't need all <laughs> six members of the band. Uh, the Jaws trio, I kind of needed. You kind of have all three. I Maybe Quint. Quint's a loner. So Quint could probably hang on his own. But I wouldn't have a Hooper by himself, you know? You, you know who I want from Jaws? I want the guy who goes, oh, what? I want that Funko Pop. <laughs> I want Just Frank J. Silver Harbor Master. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> um yeah i would have to get all four of the seinfeld characters i can't yeah me to, too you know uh just a, I mean you can make a case you can just have a kramer alone um but i i would like to have all four i'd like to complete the set you know that is kind of my nature of things i do like to collect all you know 
Um, like them all now as a kid, it really uh, hit with me. Would you do it with toys? Would you get all the different like, you know, was a big one? No, I didn't have any power back then. Well, with with garbage pail kids, you try to do it like even with trading and trying to pick up things. Yeah. But also there was a thing I just popped in my head that just popped in my head. Mad balls. Do you remember mad balls? No. Like these balls, they were like the garbage pail kids of of like like plush um like balls. They were like made to look like baseballs, but they had like gross or like scary faces on them. Like they had like one was like an actual one that looked like a baseball, then had like a a mean mouth on it with the stitching was all messed up. One was like a a green one and he had like puke coming Vaguely. out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it, see if um. Mike Suarez, if you can bring up Mad Balls, Mad, they were called Mad. I'm pretty sure it was Mad Balls, and it was a like collect them all kind of thing. I feel like there was probably like 20 of them. There was a lot of them. There was like, a lot of them. And I would do it with like, like um, with uh, wrestling figures as well. But I would, but I would only collect the ones I liked. I would, I had all the guys I liked. I wouldn't just get. Well, everybody. do you remember Muscle Men? Those figures? Yes, the yes, the big the ones. Bring, bring, they were great. I think I had some of those, but I had friends that would just get a ton of those. Oh, things. I loved those goddamn. Wasn't things. it an anagram? It was like M dot U dot S. It was like it stood for yes. something. Yes, yeah. it was an yeah. uh, acronym. Oh, remember the uh, the Soul Man action figures? <laughs> 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 the Carol Black. There she is. There's Carol Black. Yeah, there's Mad Balls right there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, this is yeah. such a flashback for me. For sure. So to explain to you guys, they have one has like a zombie face with like a zipper mouth. One has like a warthog face. One has a football player with like a busted eye. One has um uh, the guy is his a uh, like a gross green baseball with his two eyes going going the other way. One the skull one was my favorite. Just a straight up it looked like Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. This guy before that came out, and there was a mummy one, a big smiley one, then like a cyclops one. And I think maybe that is all of them. So I guess there was only uh, eight of them, but. If that's at all of them, but God, man, was that, I don't know. Mike, do you remember those when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it was like, a. It's, it mad balls <laughs> were like the shit. And they were like, they weren't in real actual baseballs. They were like spongy. They were like spongy. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. 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 I totally yeah. remember them now. They were a little, I wasn't allowed to have them. Yeah. There's muscle there's man. Millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. That's what. Oh, I never knew. That's what it stood for. I probably did back in the day, but I forgot. Whoa. Oh, what a choking hazard. Those are. But what doesn't it doesn't it hit you somewhere when you see oh, it? Once the picture yeah. pops up, oh man, it really gets I to me. Tons nostalgic. of nostalgic. My dad would step on him with his bare foot and scream the whole <laughs> high heaven. <laughs> um, but yeah, mad balls were great. Muscle men, yeah. all that stuff was. And everybody would, for some reason, I don't know how they could do it. You would, they would, people would bring them to school. I guess they would like sneak them to school and then. Oh, for sure. You'd see them. Yeah, those are easy to hide in a pocket. Are you kidding me? And I guess, uh, would you trade? Would you trade stuff with kids? Sure. I I I traded. I had a lot of garbage pill kids. Uh, Listen, as completing the set for me, there was nothing bigger than completing a full set of baseball cards or hockey cards. That was my main thing throughout my childhood. I was big hockey card big baseball card collector. I oh, still okay. have them in binders and everything in my mom's attic. But I wonder if there's a couple bucks for you. I looked up one. I have a company that is now defunct, which is nice because the more rare they are, the more John Russ? they are. Opeachy, if you remember oh, I, Opeachy. I, I don't remember Opeachy. Mostly, I think it was a Canadian hockey card company, but in, I have the entire 1984 Opeachy set, which contains Mario Lemieux's rookie card, and it's super rare, and I looked it up. If, it, if you get like a grade 10 or, you know, perfect mint i think yeah. it's worth like a, like at least 10 grand or something just a really card and i re- i have it 
in a plastic, you know, protector, but I haven't looked at it in 20 years. So I don't, I told my mom this cause I recently went over, um, this in my head and I started Googling some facts and figures and I looked up all those numbers and I go, ma, you got to find this set of cards for me because I could be sitting on a gold mine here. You yeah. Know? You could pay off Miss, Mrs. Fury's mortgage with with Mario Lemieux card. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say to get back to what? So, oh, well, that's the thing is like our buddy, you know, speaking of rad dude cast, like Greg Stone is the biggest toy collector I know. Yes. I mean, he's yeah, literally got a yeah. toy room. He looks like the 40 year old virgins apartment. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I always kind of poked fun at him before and he'd take a lot of offense to it because he's a very sensitive, sweet child. <laughs> yes, um, he is. Yeah. But now I kind of get it because I go, you know what? You can buy all these things again as an adult and through the Internet. You have access to buy all these things. You can find yeah. your favorite child. Like I could get you some of those balls for, for your birthday next week, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, you're totally right. And but we don't think of it that way because you still have when you're thinking in terms of toys, you have the mind of an eight year old. You're going, right. I guess I'll wait for my mom to get them for me or something. Or my birth yeah, like you said, my birthday to come up. Maybe one of my friends will get me for my birthday party and they'll get me mad balls. <laughs> <laughs> but you have that like my hands are tied. I can't just go buy them. I don't have any yeah. money, you know. But uh buying these so I go and yeah, this is kind of a fun little hobby to get back into these things. I mean Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Was on something this whole time. Well, know? I think I told you I had a jacket. My buddy for it was for last year for my birthday. My our, my uh, he's also our pal. You know Robert Dean, and and he's sure. my old my old roommate. And he got me. I mentioned this Celtic starter jacket that I had when I was uh, a kid. And then I was looking it yes. up, and then he just he got it for me for my birthday. And it was I don't think it was uh, even that that bad of a, a price, but I he, he got it, and I was like. You almost want to cry. Like, you almost want to cry. I know. Like, it's like that kind of thing. Like, you want to, it really hits you. Like, it hits you. It hits me hard. It hits me really Buddy, hard. I had the New York Rangers starter, the pullover. I got it for Christmas that one year when those were in. And I mean, I loved it. It had that big pocket in the front. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. I remember those. Couch, oh, yeah. 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 Heaven. I had Man, mine was I like the, the shit um, out of that thing. Mine was like the shiny ones, like the jacket jacket. Yeah. Yeah. The basketball one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, but uh, I was a fan. I was a freaking fun fan. trip down memory lane. <laughs> uh, speaking of fun trips down memory lane, I watched a few things this week. One was kind of a throwback to movies that we didn't necessarily grow up with, but they've been around forever. Um, and it was a perfect flight movie, too. So uh, it was Godzilla versus Kong. I watched it. Uh, it downloaded on HBO Max and I really enjoyed it. It was a perfect plane movie. It was fun. I don't know if you watched it, but people yes are no? attributing. I didn't watch it, but because oh, okay. I wanted to watch it in the theaters, and I just haven't gone seen the theaters. But people are attributing. Uh, it's it's Kong versus Godzilla, right? And yeah. um, and people are attributing it with saving movies because people are going out to see it. It's like number one in the box office. It's really? making all sorts of money, so it's getting people back out into the theaters. Well, that's nice. Good for like them. it's. Good for yeah, I think it's like it's overshadowing the streaming because it was on HBO Max, but I was like. That's how I wanted it. Well, you watched but, uh, it on HBO Max. Well, you watched it on the plane, you said. I downloaded it on my phone just to have something to watch on the plane, and it was perfect. I, I loved it. It was Well, that's great. different. It's like got a matter of convenience. But if you were home yeah. and you had, you, you, you had a choice, you'd be like, oh, I'll go see it in the movies. Uh, maybe. But <laughs> Andy, this is a movie podcast. Can you just pretend that you're going to go to the theater? <laughs> oh, I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot this week. Um um, what else? Did I you loved watch? it. It's very oh, funny. It's a, a really good, like take on the Godzilla um, Kong genre. Um, you don't kind of expect the storyline to be that, 
and it was fun. It was a fun action movie, and I think like kids can watch it, and adults can watch it, and enjoy it on the same level. So yeah, good thumbs up for me. I give it three and a half out of five. Fiori I th- stars. That that seems decent. Um, three out, I, three out of five breezes. <laughs> I was trying to think what my rating system should be. Gusts of wind. Yeah, gusts gusts of wind. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a but, really good one, it's a tornado. I love it. You know, mine would be uh, blunts because of yeah, Dutch, yeah, Dutch, Dutch masters. Master. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was just thinking that it's always. I think it's a really hard thing to do to make a, especially now with all this bull. Oh, you know, everybody's so mad all the time. The internet's mad all the time about movies. Right away, if everything sucks, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. whenever you have a movie that's like universally fun for everybody, that's always a great, a great universally um, fun, great way to put it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I watch. What I did was this, and it was actually a great idea. There's a comic friend of mine, and you know, you met him, but I think only like once. This guy Eric Scott, really, really uh, funny dude, and 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 a really good guy, and uh, we become buddies. And uh, but we also both, he's a big movie guy as well. Like he mm-hmm. wants to like, I could see this kid like directing movies. Like he wants to like you know. Anyways, yeah. he's he's always going to old movies. He's always like, "You want to go to the movies?" I, like every week, and I'm like, "Yeah." And for so finally, he goes, "Hey, me and my buddy, we're starting this show at this place called the Film Noir Cinema in Greenpoint. Have you heard of this Ooh, place? I have." So he told me about it two, a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "Could pick a couple of movies, and let me know. This guy can get us whatever, and just play it in this like this like uh, this theater." Uh, and anything? Yeah, like pretty much anything. He said. So he goes, cool. but I wanted to, he goes, but maybe making an old one because it's like film noir cinema. So I was like, sure. He goes, we're going to have a short little stand up show before it, like a half hour. Oh, that's fun. And then do the movie after it. So every, the whole thing is two hours. Oh, right. You or, should have you know. Cool Hand Luke, but you already watched it. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because, and also, too, Cool Hand Luke might have been too long because then it has been like an hour and a half. So uh, um, uh, you go with? I picked The Killing. Which is with a Stanley Kubrick's first like studio, like serious studio picture. It was pretty pick. straightforward. Checked all the boxes of what he was asking for. Absolutely. And I watched it a long time ago and I was like, I wouldn't mind checking this out again. Yeah. So uh we went and it was a hard undertaking for him because he, he he put the word out about the show, but it was in Greenpoint. It's on a block, it wasn't a lot of foot traffic. He was trying to get people out. Uh the only people who showed up for the show were the comics, which me, him, and this guy Lance, the only three comics. Uh, Lance's girlfriend and my girlfriend. That was it. That was the, and then this girl, this random girl, this random girl who came in just for the the comedy. She came, (laughs) she came in just for the, for the, the comedy. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's better than nothing, better than nothing. But we got there and I go, and he goes, Hey man, do you want to even do the show? I go, Eric, no, of course (laughs) not. So I kind of convinced him, Hey, let's just watch the movie. And all of us just had our own private theater to watch the movie. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. So, uh, it's called stick, uh, stick in a a movie or something or stick in a, Oh, stick in a flick is the name of the, Uh which is actually a great name for a, uh, which it's perfect name for the comedy show movie combo. And, um, but it was really fun, and the killing. I, I don't know if you've seen it. It's worth checking out, but it's very just college, dude. I barely remember it. Uh, it's it's. I didn't remember it either, but it's like worth a watch. You know who's in it is the cop who Mick beats Jagger. up. Mick Jagger's in it, yeah. No, the cop who beats up Michael Corleone is in it. Remember he goes. I first that was young punks. That guy, the guy who gets really? shot in the head. Yeah, he's in yes. it. Yes, he's probably no more than forty years old in the movie. He's a young guy. Spectre McCluskey. McCluskey, exactly. Yes. You gotta go. You gotta go. 
<laughs> How's the Italian food? I do a great McCluskey. Ready? Ready? Yeah. I frisked a thousand young punks. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, How's the Italian food in this restaurant? He How's just the says, Italian How's food the- in this restaurant? <laughs> Get the veal. It's the best in the city. I'll have it. <laughs> I'm going to speak to Mike in Italian. <laughs> just goes, he doesn't give a shit. He's there for the I'm food. Too old for fight. my job. <laughs> He's great. Uh, he beats him up so bad he gets his jaw wired shut. He goes, he's a cop. He's a crooked cop. <laughs> Mike, hey, you might like a story like that. Yeah, it might. It just <laughs> he goes, this guy's a cop. We got, we got people on the payroll, right, Tom? There's a real quick turn in The Godfather from Mike being uh, this college Joe, <laughs> Joe College to this mafia mastermind. Oh, it's a real yeah. quick turnaround. Absolutely. Corleone like is day. like, Michael Corleone. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the minute he gets back from the army, like he's in the army, he's like a really real turncoat. Like he's like, yeah. nah, I fought for my country. He's like, I don't like my family. He's like, that's not me, Kay. Not me, it's my Kay. family. The next day, he's like, don't ask me about my business. Like right, right away, right away, he's like, shut up, bitch. Don't ask me about my. Like, <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, you guys. It was like it was such a nice wedding when Connie was getting married. Yeah, yeah such a sweet. And then all of a sudden, he's murdering people in an Italian <laughs> restaurant. No, he's brainstormed the greatest mafia five man hit of all time. He takes out the heads of the five families in like forty eight hours. Yeah, how did this happen? He went. Yeah. Also, how do you go from being a soldier to being this mastermind of this criminal dynasty? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, you were like, you, you went to World I War Two. You know, one could make a case that he did grow up in you know the family, so it's second nature. Because, oh yes, you know, and I guess we're, we're our timeline is a little off considering he did go to. Italy for a year to after the McCluskey Salazzo killings. So, um, but I think to our point is that he really just jumps, jumps in the pool with all his clothes on to get into the family business, you know, takes one, one punch to the jaw and Mike's that's just his temper. That's it. That's all it takes. You know? <laughs> so fickle. What a sensitive man that he is. He's like, punch me? I'm in, I'm in. I am. <laughs> I'll turn my back on society. I'm part of yeah. this now. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, so that guy was in the movie. So it was a fun little watch. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen him in anything else. That's fun. It's always fun to see guys, you know, so well from one thing. Yeah. Pop up and something else. You go, hey, there it is. There's, uh, you know. Yeah. Detective McCluskey. There's also the guy, the mousy guy from 12 Angry Men is in it. I forget the actor's name. The guy who he kind of talks like this, and he, oh, if, if, yes. if you saw him, you would know him. He's in it. He plays the same type of dude in this. He's right, like the right, wormy right. guy. He's like a little bit of a worm. <laughs> um. Well, that's always that's fun. I should have mentioned too. I can't believe I forgot that Jaws was playing. There's a theater, nice movie theater, right next to the Omaha Funny Bone in the mall, and Jaws was playing on the big screen there. But I could never go because it was always at night, and I've never <gasps> seen it on the big screen. Oh. It would have been a perfect daytime afternoon time killer. And I how do they not have go. an afternoon show for that? Yeah, it was only started at like 630 every night. Oh. It was, yeah, I know. Oh, the Jerry. Oh. Hey, hey, thanks for getting us tickets, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Can you name the two movies or the was, two movies? It was enjoy Blame It on the Rain. <laughs> and it was it sack lunch and Blame It on the Rain. No, sack lunch is the English no. patient. The best is with, with Elaine. They got in there. Yeah. Don't you want to know how they got in there? <laughs> such a... Wait, what is it? It's uh, enjoy, blame it on the blame rain. And what's the, the other one? Enjoy. Um, a death blow is a death blow, maybe? No, or, it's not um... death blow. This is a good one because I can't even think of it. I know it's blame oh. it on the rain, but uh, two for 
It's not Chow Fun. That's another great one. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't think of it. This is really not reflecting on my Seinfeld PhD. I know. I can't even think of it either. Uh, Enjoy. They, what was it? Blame it on the rain? <laughs> <laughs> you can do right, a whole thesis on just their movie titles alone. It's so fun. There's so he goes, many great okay. ones. He goes, okay, Nick, let's go. Remember we're getting to do the ticket. All right, Nick, <laughs> yeah. let's go. All right, Nick. <laughs> How'd that guy get in the channel? <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, that would have been a great little birthday tribute all, uh, for our podcast. All the fun Seinfeld made-up movies. Oh, yeah. But I guess we just did it a we, little We did a little, little bit. We, can still right do it. we should have, have List and Norman on for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to know how they got in there? Huh. <laughs> and we know Prognosis <laughs> Negative was Larry, uh, a script Larry David actually wrote. Yeah, was like a, you know, before he became Seinfeld screenwriter, and it was about a guy who purposely dates a woman with cancer so that the relationship won't last too long, which is which is <laughs> so insane. It's so just, yeah, he's the funniest. It's so messed up. Um, so, uh, what else did you watch? I watched a, a movie on the flight back. Uh, I don't know if you know about this one. It kind of went under the radar. I was just looking on Netflix for stuff to watch. It was Stowaway. With Anna Kendrick, um, Tony Collette, and some others. It's just a four-person cast. It's oh, a no, space movie. I, this. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Very tense. Very kind. Of, not like a thriller, but uh, space. Is it movie. like a Reservoir Dog situation? They're all, it's all one location. Well, it's aboard a space. Yeah, it's aboard right. a, a spaceship. Um, so it's just four people and. Uh, Daniel Day Kim, he's the other guy. He was uh, GN. <gasps> of Lost fame. Lost, yes, very much so. Um, and uh, right, Jin was he Jin? Was that his name? Yeah, he was Jin. Yeah. Um, so they are three astronauts going this two-year mission to Mars, and they find uh, a stowaway on board. And I don't want to give too much away because there is a lot of spoilerish kind of stuff that happens. But oh. I liked it a lot, man. By the end of the film, I'm on the edge of my seat going, what the fuck is going to happen? How are oh they going to solve this riddle? So, yeah, it was a really cool kind of it reminded me like of Gravity in a way. But like one of these newer uh, space movies that I like, I like the space yeah. setting. You Same know, here. I love Apollo 13. And this was really, really good. And Anna Kendrick's a nice little actress there. And um yeah, again, I can't say too much because I like. But I would like so to, you, to go but watch you, it. You recommend it, it gives me. Uh, it gives me. Yeah, three gusts of wind for the cool breeze again. <laughs> but these are three out of five, right? Yeah, three out of five gusts. Of five that's would only, be that's like, like a, a C. Isn't like a C average. That's not like a great four out of five. Would be like, oh wow, okay, All right, we can bump it up to four out of five. No, it's, it's up like to a, you. I, you're the gusts of wind guy. Well, it's not like a uh, Wizard of Oz tornado, but it's maybe like. Um... Oh, maybe that's what it is. You you tell <laughs> us how strong the nor'easter is. That's what the cold yeah. breeze does. Yeah, it's... like like how many people are displaced by the storm? Their homes. <laughs> I mean, it's the, yeah, it's not a Katrina. <laughs> your, but... your, your, your rating system gets really morbid. Schools are closed for a week. You know. Yeah, it's like, like like we're not sleeping like, at the Superdome, but it was like a Sandy. It was like a Sandy mixed with like a regular hurricane. Yeah, it was a tropical storm. A tropical storm. And yeah, maybe the encore will get. Maybe the uh, sequel will get upgraded to a full blown <laughs> stage five hurricane. But let's be honest, a sequel they never do. 
but yeah, great little film. I very much enjoyed it. And another great plane movie. I was killed that time. I looked up and an hour and a half had gone by. I go, oh, I'm landed soon. This is perfect. great. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Especially when it fits into that plane time where it's oh, like, totally. you're like, I'm, I'm making this. It's hitting the button right at the exact moment. You know, it's kind of crazy, too. I started watching it and we were like their liftoff was us taking off at the same time. It like paired up. We're like, they Whoa. were going in, into space. And we like, we were taking off the runway. I'm like, how cool is this? And everybody was like, shut up. Faggot. Like, we can't hear what you're watching. Whoa. That's actually kind of cool. It was a weird little thing it, I, that I noticed. It was super kind of fun. Cause I wish it was, almost like, was around me to enjoy it, but it was almost did. like it was made for a plane ride. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great one. And I watched one more thing, but uh, you take it away. Another one. I started. I'm not done with it yet. But, but oh, it's, right. It's, the doc. The doc. But I did. Uh, I watched. Um, I, I'm in the middle of it, but I, I've watched a lot of episodes. The Netflix version of The Staircase. I thought uh, there's only w- one version. No, was I it, thought there was one version that was like a just a, a documentary, and then Netflix did its own miniseries on it where they did oh. like an addendum. They did like an added few episodes or something. I see. Well, then we should wait to talk till you're done because I watched it and I have some thoughts, but I don't want to dissuade you anyway. All right, let's talk about it next week then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds I'll be good. done by because, then. Uh, sure. Well, again, I don't want to. I feel yeah. like sometimes when people say their opinions on something, it automatically will change. Like if somebody be like, yeah, that movie's a piece of shit before I ever see it. And it's like somebody I respect movies. I'm like, well, then it stands no chance with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the same thing. And sometimes like me and me and list this week, I was like, yeah, Minari. That was a great little film. He's like, that ah, was a piece of shit. I hated it. I was like, well, I loved it. I don't know. He don't is know like, he's a hard sell. Really, that kid when it comes to movies. It. Yeah, he's really hard. So what was watched, the last thing you watched? I watched the winner for best foreign film at the Oscars this year. And again, we uh, we're going to go over our Oscar picks, but we just flat out lost the piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, we should. So. We should do it. Uh, I can though. tell you maybe we'll do just run through the quick ones because I think I can remember which ones we are. Um, but I watched another round, um, which is Mads Milkison, the um, Swedish actor or Dutch. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Danish. Um, the plot of the movie excuse me, is that these teachers, five or four teachers, all these guys, they, one of them has this theory. He's like, we should write a paper um, because they all go out for this one teacher's 40th birthday. And Mads Milkison is the main character. He's a very tense guy. He's kind of gotten bored in his old age and he's just not the same, you know, boisterous man of his youth that he once was. So it's kind of a reflection of his home life and his everything. He's basically in a rut, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he finally has a few drinks at this birthday party and they go, that was the, that was the Magnus or whatever's, you know, Thor, whatever his Viking name was in this Danish movie. They go, that was the guy we know and love. They go, so he goes, it reminds me of this theory that the scientist has, uh, was written that we are actually, man is supposed to, uh, have, we, we have less alcohol in our system. Than we should, men are supposed to function with 0.05% blood alcohol level. He goes, we are actually lower. So if you can maintain a 0.05 blood alcohol level at all times, that's your true self, right? Really? So like, that's Is that yeah. really a theory or is that just for the movie? I don't know if that's yeah. actual scientific theory, but it was the dev- plot device of the movie. So the they most go, fun then theory I've ever heard. Yeah. 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 And so they go, let's write a uh, educational, let's write this hypothesis out. Let's do our findings and our studies. So these guys, they go, all right, it's only in the hours that we are at work and like engaging with people. So it's from like 
9 a.m. to 8 p.m. You know, so they go 8 yeah. p.m. We cut off, and then the rest of the movie is just the chaos of what ensues. And you know, I develop some people develop a problem. Some people, you know, can manage it better than others. And it's a really, uh, really good movie. I like this one a lot. This was that's fun. interesting. It's- wow, talk about like never being a plot before. It's like. Right. It's like the opposite of limitless. <laughs> like, what if we give yeah. you this thing that makes you less productive, but Blood alcohol <laughs> content limitless, but you, you know? think it's productive, but they, yeah, it's just limitless, but then you just become a bar fly and then just give up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it goes through the range of emotions that entails, you know, serious drinking like that. But, uh, it was fun and it was depressing at times and it was it was a good combination of a lot of emotions. So if you don't mind watching Dutch subtitles, I would give it a whirl. I like that Mads Milkison guy. He's a fun um, actor. He's good, man. He, he is good. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple of things. But, you know, the, I wanted to tell you, I, I didn't see that movie, but I know they're doing a American version with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, I heard that he some they bought the rights for the American yeah. version, which yeah. will probably fuck it up, but. <laughs> uh, yeah Bush, could that you happens all the time just look up those the five major awards and i think we could probably remember what we did just to wrap it up here at the end because um i know i was right about a few of them i mean we were both way off on best picture <laughs> uh yeah, with nomad it, i know off the time i had nomad land yeah no we didn't pick either of those neither i mean we didn't pick it. neither of us picked it yeah um I, we were big promising young woman fans um i guess we Which should I have known I think that one for a screenplay. It, I think so, because that was one of our picks, if not both of our picks. Um, I picked and... it for screenplay. I wanted uh, Lucas Brothers to win, but I thought Promising Young Woman was going to win. And I thought it was gonna, that was going to win for movie, I thought, too. But I, I, I guess it makes sense right. I'm wrong for that. I don't know. And she won. Frances McDormand won for uh, Best Actress, which we all. And now she's the winningest pick. actress in the Oscar history or something like that. Like she's. She's now uh, surpassed everybody, apparently, or like the most relevant most, actress in Oscar history. Bring those up again. We'll just go yeah. through the ones we picked. The five major ones. Screenplay, actor, actress, supporting, and original screenplay. Um, I think I won with the grandma from Minari. I think she won, and I, so was the, that, was one, that was my pick. You also and, won with, uh, uh, with uh, Judas, uh, the supporting. Yep, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, and Daniel Kaluuya. I don't remember. I think I picked... I remember, I think I said Anthony Hopkins has a really strong shot to win, but I think I, I don't think I ended up picking him. I didn't pick one. And I knew he was, but I think you did pick the, um, uh, the father for best adapted screenplay, which did win because remember we were like, Hey, it comes from a play and it wasn't really. So I think we hit that, but, uh, yeah, I guess people are all crazy about Chadwick Boseman. It's like, I get it, but just because a guy dies, listen, I understand, but, you want this guy to win, and it's a nice gesture, but that takes away the validity of whatever's left with the Oscar. If you yeah, just start giving have- emotional awards away, then the merit, the criteria for it, it gets, uh, you know, what I'm they saying. already had to contend with giving that Marina girl the a nomination for actor, <laughs> best actor. It's like you can't do that and the post post humus. What is it? Post post humus posthumous. posthumous. <laughs> it's a posthumous. Post humorous nomination. Yeah. Post humorous is what this podcast is. Post humor. <laughs> yeah, as we know, After it's time to wrap humor. it up. When we yeah. can't, we can't talk. Post the piece. Go again. Yeah. Uh, so Look. we got promising young woman for original screenplay. I, Shawnee got uh, the father. So we got those two right. 
Uh, what else we got here, Bush? Best picture, uh, best director. Uh, again, No Bad Land, Chloe Zhao. Um, I think we picked. I think I picked Emerald Fennel. And uh, I think there, you did Thomas Winterberg was the, for another round was nominated right there. So uh, what about Smush? The actors and actresses we know. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, we got. Um, we got Yu Zhang Yu. Well, I did, I did it better than I thought actually. I think I got both of these. I got both of the supportings. Uh, didn't get Francis McDormand, and I think. Oh, I picked Riz Ahmed. I wanted Sound of Metal. I can't believe Sound of Metal didn't win anything, man. Yeah, I'm surprised too because it was a lot. There was there was a lot of heat with it. He was great. In well, it too. as like much heat. Anthony Hopkins was amazing too. It was really, really. It was one of those ones where, when you're not thinking about awards and you're watching an actor go, you go, oh, this is a amazing performance like yeah. in the movie you realize it you go my, oh this is an all-time performance my know? favorite thing is that he was surprised he lives in scotland or something and he was just surprised that he won he wasn't even like he didn't know like he just didn't <laughs> he didn't know that he won and then they, they, they have him like in a field accepting the oscar on a video yeah, yeah. and he's like i thought that um chadwick was gonna win like he didn't right. know you know so yeah, it was a weird year. I think that we should all double down on movies this year and 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 then keep track of what's hot for the Oscars. Like maybe try to make we should do a thing where we try to make early picks for next year. If we go Ooh. Oscar contender or not, what do you think well, when the big hard ones come because out? Because sometimes you get a movie in that open that you know opens February twenty third. It technically qualifies, you know. But we'll do. We should do the first six months what we think so far. You know, like yeah. In, uh, I guess I guess the Oscar season is what is like March through March. You know, so it starts in. Yeah, it's something like that. Where some movies don't qualify. Yeah, in exactly. May, May to February, I guess, is the timeline. Yeah. So we'll yeah. come back in like August and do our early picks. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Well, uh, well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'd like to tell everybody, speaking of uh, our end of the show plugs, I will be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, oh, Arizona from go. May 6th to the 9th. I'll be doing a few different shows there, and it will be a blast, and I can't wait. And I'm guessing they're also going to have the restrictions kind of lifted, and I'm vaccinated, so bring it on, nice. baby. Bring yeah. on the pack. In his mouth. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, the podcast has its own social media. It has at the DYM podcast uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and you can check out at Andy Fiore on the same platforms for my friend Andrew Fiore, who also this this young lad also has uh, his own radio show every Thursday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99 called The Raw Report, which is very, very funny. Mm -hmm. And so please check out those those jamborees as well as my show. Celebrate uh, 24 hours earlier on a Raw Dog. Uh, at 4 p.m. on Wednesdays, and I'm at Shawnee Time and Mike V Suarez, right? Mike at Mike V Suarez Mike v. on at on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well, right, Mike? Correct. And at the Laugh Button. So just down the line, just follow all that stuff. Hit us up. Yeah. We message back. We tweet back. Like we have a lot of like you know, tried and true guys that we talk to the, the show. We got we got Pooney. We call him Poon. Daniel Poon is a big fan. Pooney. Poon out. <laughs> Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening yeah. and we'll definitely tomorrow, see you next week I will Oxford see- PA yes tomorrow if you're, in, if you're nearby Oxford PA come out for a great show Old what's Joe's the name of the restaurant again what's the name of the, of the place Octorero. Octorero's it's a hotel restaurant so you figure it out you guys yeah. soldiers or type in both of our names but yeah guys go to our website I got dates coming up a, a lot of June 
Early June, Pittsburgh Improv. I got the dojo. I got Tiff's, my hometown in Mars Plains in the middle of June, June 19th again. And a lot of things are opening up and coming back in. So please come and see a live show if you're in Dimwit Nation. Yes. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Laugh Button, again. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.